0: Hey, y'all. For anyone in the New Jersey area, I will be moderating Christina Forrest's book launch for her new novel, Zyla and Kai, on Tuesday, June 7th at 7 p.m. at Inkwood Books in Hattonville, New Jersey. We're going to have a short reading, Q&A, audience questions, and there will be a book signing at the end. Come through if you're in the area and grab Christina's new book, have a chat, hang out. I would love to see you guys. Again, this is taking place at Inkwood Books in Haddonfield, New Jersey, at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, June 7th. I can't wait to see you all there.
1: I want to write you, Ma, because you should know that near the south wall of Fidelis Cemetery is a gravestone with the name Carlton Levi Springer, who leave this world and fly away to Zion in July 1998, not long after he reached the city. That is all I know, but it changed things for me to know it. And I hope it changed something for you to know it too. He never leave us, Ma, and I never leave you. Your son, Emmanuel. Hi, my name is Ashley, writer and producer. Um, and I'm happy I stuck it through.
0: Hey guys, my name is Kelly. I'm a writer, self-proclaimed book nerd, and I did not finish this book. <laughs> <laughs> all and welcome back to the books we should have read podcast where we explore literature by black and marginalized authors this pod is an extension to the bwsr community and you can find our complete book list for this season at books should have read.com tune in each episode as we discuss what we liked and disliked about these reads and whether or not they're worth your time my bad so ashley had to us through because she gonna carry us through this episode because I did not finish it. No, I'm gonna try to make sense of
1: it because I, I, I literally just finished it like 15 minutes ago. Okay. And I'm I'm still trying to make sense of it. So like I think this will be a really good conversation and feel free to ask me questions and like I and think, shit like
0: that. I think too also I I do think maybe at some point I'll be able to read the book or get through it Um. I think because we we wanted to get this episode filmed and we're on a time crunch, I just was like, you know what? This is going to be a book that I come back and read at my leisure. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what you say. And I love because like now, you guys, this is going to be a prime example of us not giving spoilers away because I still want to <laughs> read the book at some point. So we won't be again. Look at us. We're doing so good, Ashley. We're, we're doing season, so no good spoilers. this
1: season. We're really but doing yeah, good. Okay. We're doing good. So we read When We Were Birds by Ayana Lloyd Bonwell. Um, and I wrote a summary just now, again, trying to make sense of it all, but mm-hmm. here it goes. It's a Trinidadian love affair between the between a former Rastafarian, a woman who love I'm sorry. I'm back up. It's a Trinidadian love affair between a former Rastafarian, a woman who lives with spirit, and the dead that surrounds them. Darwin, our country boy, love. Um, ooh, this is type out. Darwin, our country boy, moves to the big city, A.K.A. Port Angeles, for his new job as a grave digger. But that's a sh- like that's such a, a huge contradiction from like his Rastafarian roots. Because if you know anything about Rastafarians, they explain it in a book that one of the things is that they do not deal with the dead at all. So that's funerals, dead bodies, any of that stuff. But um, mm-hmm. so he goes. He's hard-pressed for work to support him and his mother, and so he goes to, like, an employment unemployment agency, and they give him this job as a gravedigger, and he pretty much has to take it or he won't be able to feed himself. But while he's trying to make sense of his new life as a gravedigger, um, he meets y- DJ, is how I pr- pronounce her name, um, who is a spirit woman. And she gives him the family and warm embrace he's been looking for and helps him to make peace with himself. Mm. And so that's the gist of When We Were Birds. Um, I'm just going to go into the character list because I think more things would come out as I go through it. And I didn't write anything next to the characters. It's literally just the characters. So, again, fleshing this out. So I'm going to start with the St. Bernard family. It is a matriarchal, intergenerational family that lives in this house on the outskirts of Port or in the mountains of Port Angeles, if I am correct. So um, starting with the top of that matriarch from the opening of the book, we have Granny Catherine um, and then we have her two daughters, Petronella and Geraldine, and Geraldine, who are twins. Geraldine doesn't have any kids, but Petronella has a daughter and that's your DJ. Um, also living in the house is Seema, who is a part of the, her family has been close with the St. Bernard family for like decades. And so they all, her matriarchal lineage also grew up in the same house with them. Um, but Seema is the most prominent character from that line. So she's the only one I wrote down. And then we have Peter. Peter was, is Petronella's, Lover. So that's her man who lives in the house with him. And Granny Catherine also has a man, can't remember, Mr. Homer, that's his name. Mr. Homer also lives in the house. So it's this matriarchal led household, these ladies and they have their men, but then they also have their kids and everybody le- lives together. It's pretty cool. Um, and then we have the Darwin family. And I call them the Darwin family because it's Emmanuel Darwin who goes by Darwin in the book. And then we have Jenea, who's his mother, who I assume her last name is Darwin too. Um, So Darwin was raised by a single mother. Um, And his father, he... His father left them in the country when he was three years old and moved to Port Angeles. So when Jenea finds out that the only work her son was able to come by was... In Port Angeles, she the antennas are already up. She's just like, fuck that. Everybody who goes there, they're surrounded by death. So I feel like in her soul, she thought that her baby daddy left, went there and died, um, which is why he never returned. Um, and so when Darwin tells her this, she like they essentially have a falling out because of it. Um, and then we have other characters. So we have Miss Enid, Miss Margot, who are two women who are close to Jenea and Darwin. Um, Miss Enid lived with them in the country, but Miss Margo is um, the woman who Darwin lives in when he moves to Port Angeles.
0: Yeah, she offers him room and board. I remember that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, And then
1: I have... Miss Shirley or Shirley, who is the woman who works in the front office of the Fidelis Cemetery where Darwin works in Port Angeles. And then I have Errol, Errol and his minions. So these are the group of co-workers or guys that um, Darwin works with in the Fidelis Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And so that is the character list. Did I lose you at any point?
0: No, because I... um. Because I got to, like, page 75 in the book. So oh, yeah. All of so them you were, met all of them. Yeah. So they were all covered. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So good. Okay. <sighs> any questions for me, Kelly? What do you want to know?
0: <laughs> I don't have any questions. I think it's just hard for me. Because, um, like, I, I think it's just hard for me maybe I should just say this book was very humbling for me because it's like the first time, probably since I was a child, that I picked up a book and I couldn't comprehend what I was reading. Mm. And I don't know if, like I I know a big part of it is just because how I read, right? Like how my brain works um, when I'm reading or deciphering words. And it was like, like we talked about, Ash, I told you the dialect that the um, characters speak with is very like almost, I guess you'll call it pigeon English. Like, I, and I'm not trying to be offensive in any way, but like broken English, pigeon English. Um, so, and that is how uh, Ayana writes the book. And that was just very jarring for me to have to to read it that way because we come from, we're both writers. So what are we always taught? Like mm-hmm. perfect grammar. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so... My brain could not, I think I was getting too stuck on, like, this is a grammatical error. This is a, like, this is not, like, okay. And because I was stuck on that, like, I couldn't, I wasn't really grasping what I was reading. And that kind of frustrated me and which led me to, like, be like, I can't finish this.
1: Yeah. And at least right now, right? Because like RM said, we're mood readers. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. Like I'm definitely a mood reader. And I was just like once, because I even told you, like, I got scared. Like I thought I had a misprinted book because I was like, oh, oh crap. I got a misprint. So I was going to buy it on Kindle. And then I went online because I was like, okay, is this a misprint? Let me check out Goodreads. And I did see uh, several people did mention that it's written in this like specific, like, if a Trinadian accent, if you will. And I was like, okay, so this is how it's written. And then that just threw me off. But like, yeah, I think at some point, maybe in the future, I'll go back and try and read it again. Um, like, and when I can really just take time with it. Uh, but I think that's what it was. It's just humbling. Cause I was just like, I don't know what I'm reading right now. Like I I have no idea like what yeah. I just read. And it. I, I think I was really sad because I was really looking forward to this book myself because um, the premise seemed really cool. And, um, and I was just like interested in like getting to know a new author. And I think that's also adds to it. It's just like, dang, like I couldn't comprehend it. It was a book I was looking forward to. I don't know. It just yeah. makes me feel weird. Like, I just like, ugh. it just like, it left like, it just leaving like, I feel like a little brat because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck this book.
1: <laughs> don't feel like that. I honestly, okay. I first I'm gonna start off by saying I think once you try it again, you're really going to like this story. Um for me, it was too humble. It was also humbling for me because it like took me two hours to get through 60 pages. Mm -hmm. And like, it was because of the dialect. And it's not only the dialogue that's written in that dialect, the entire book is written in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then once I got the hang of it, I could read it a little bit faster and understand and then my brain stopped trying to fix everything, (laughs) to edit everything. Yeah. Um, And then by the time I got to page 100, I really start to make sense of what I was reading because I was just like you, like the first... Mm -hmm. 100 pa- before the first 100 pages when we talked, um, I was like, yo, I'm confused, but I'm intrigued mm-hmm. because I I was really following Darwin's story and his relationship with his mom. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to find out why was she so... Now I'm, now I'm speaking like a Trini. Why is she so vexed <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that her son mm-hmm.
1: is leaving? Like, And so that was intriguing to me. And I kept going. And then once I learned about... The lineage of women that Yajide comes from, I was like hooked, and I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah, it was it was definitely a tough and humbling read, um, but I feel rewarded though because I really gotcha. got to like understand this mythical story. It was so cool. It was it was cool. Wait, do you hear that? That silence could be filled with an advertisement for your new product or brand. Email us at info at bookswe should have if you'd like to be a sponsor for and have your ad placed within the Books We Should Have Read podcast. We can't wait to welcome you to the family. This particular tune is not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever.
0: But I could tell you,
1: um,
0: I don't know. I don't,
1: here's the thing too. Like, I don't just have one favorite part. So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. is there anything you want to know? Because I could tell you.
0: Not really. Um, because I am. I do want to read it. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to ask for anything because I, I want to read it. I do want to get through it. And so I don't want to spoil it. Um, okay, this is one thing I will ask. So is it, is it par- like supernatural? Like, is it? Yes
1: and no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that confuses you at all. Okay, But I will say um, the lineage of women that you, the St. Bernard family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, their lineage, it reminds me so much of the books that you read. What is the name of the books? You know the books, the supernatural. Oh, like books, Do, I
0: mean. oh, Dolores Cannon and like Dr. Michael yeah, Dr. Michael Newton. Oh, like yeah. knowing about the spirit world and and afterlife and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um. So it reminds me of that, but then you
1: also have Darwin's storyline that kind of grounds everything, Um, because it really. Deals with the fact that like he grew up as a Rasta, like a really, I mean, Rastas aren't like strict, but they're strict, right? Like they have their certain um, type. It's a certain type of, I'm going to call it a a denomination. I'm not sure if that is factually correct, but in my head, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's its its own denomination or version of Christianity. And they like have their own like ways of life to, that they follow. And it like really made me think about the things that I'm willing to compromise on my personal beliefs and morals and ethics that I'm willing to compromise on um, in search of work and to be able to feed myself and my son and my family, you know, like gotcha. what would you do? Um, If you're presented with this one thing, like you could do anything else out there, but this one thing is the only um, opportunity that's presented to you at the time. The only thing that you could take that could put food in your mouth. Mm -hmm. What are you willing to give up for that? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And seeing Darwin trying to um, still stay true to himself, even though he was still trying to discover who this new self was. It was very interesting I will say that my favorite parts of the book were Darwin's parts. Mm-hmm. Even though the St. Bernard family was so cool, I just felt like their storyline progressed significantly slower than Darwin's. And that was an issue for me while I, while I was reading it, mm. other than the dialect, was that each time it would be a chapter dedicated to Yajide, I would be like, ugh, really? Can we go back to Darwin? <laughs> Got you. Um, so that was my only like real issue with the book is that the St. Bernard's family storyline progressed super slow. Um, because I think if you would have had, if there would have been more time dedicated to Darwin in the beginning of the book, Kelly, you would have stuck it through. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. That's my little two cents. Um. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a short one. But.
0: I know. And I wish I could give more because, like, I just I it just I just didn't I couldn't get through it. It was a DNF for me. And I like and it was like I, I understood what you said when you texted me and said you're intrigued because it is in, it was intriguing. But like, I, I just I, I couldn't stick it through. Mm hmm. And it was, like, to the point where, you know, like, I always say on a podcast, like, not every book's going to be the book for you. And sometimes you can't finish it. You might come back later. And that was just, for me, that was how it was. Um, but I am glad that you did like it and that you um, were glad you stuck it through. So that gives me, like, some hope. So, like, if I pick it up in the future,
1: yeah, yeah maybe.
0: But, okay, well, tell
1: me why you wanted to read it in the first place. Because oh, we, we the talked cover. about this one. <laughs>
0: The cover, the cover and the premise. When I saw it um, back in like the end of January, I saw like the announcement for the release and I saw the cover and I was like, ooh. And then I saw like the premise and I was like, ooh, supernatural type of, like I thought it was going to be like more paranormal supernatural deal. And I was like, bitch, I'm so, and then, um, yeah. And then I started reading it and it it was like, okay, the, the story was, getting interesting and I can't agree with you on that. Cause I did, I did like Darwin's storyline a lot. And I did like, you could tell he really did have um, an internal crises, right? With uh, his belief and then going to work at the cemetery. That was introduced very early. Like you knew as a reader, what he was going through, like the inner turmoil, Um but, yeah, it was just like the 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 cover and the premise had me sold, and then I just the it's just the the dialect was just hard for me. And then I yeah. just couldn't keep up like i I was picking up things, but I felt like I was missing a lot more. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing something important here. And I was just like, you know what, I'll come back to this later, yeah, And I think that's
1: okay. I think that's fine. I think we try to force ourselves to like power through because we have this podcast. And in this instance, I am happy that I powered through. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we could have just put up a mini self this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. did didn't have to be this, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we can move on to ratings.
0: Is there something you want to advertise on books we should have read? Email us at info at books should have read.com. That's info at com.
1: This particular tune is not a new one. It was brought back, and it's healthier and bigger than ever.
0: Okay, what would you rate this book?
1: (sighs) Okay, I literally just finished it, Kelly. Okay, oh, that's right, so it's still sinking in. I have not written a review but if I were to write a review if you put a gun to my head and you said do this or die bitch I would say (laughs) 2.5 2.5 maybe three okay and I'm still sitting with with it and there's still some things that I'm trying to make sense of okay I would say It's just, I feel like so much more could have been done with the St. Bernard's family's um, Mm. storylines. I felt like it was, the story started with them as an idea, but then in development, in my head, maybe she was just, it just felt like she was more attached and gave more drawn to Darwin. Darwin. I
0: did notice that too, because you know what? You're right. When I got to, because after I finished Darwin's chapter and it took us to, I was like, mm, dang, I wanted mm-hmm. to keep seeing what was going on with Darwin. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I do see what you're saying. Like maybe like she, like the outline started with the St. Bernard family and she grew attached to this other character.
1: And just more? gave him more love. Mm-hmm. I will say, it's not a complete dub to me. Actually, I liked the story, right? And it's not a dub to me because I felt like the dub the way that this book was written was like poetry. And then when I Mm. got in a groove, it was like real silky. And it was just like, like legit, it felt like poetry. Mm. Um, It's just, I feel like we could have spent more time fleshing out the St. Bernard family because they're like, when you find out about how they came to be and like that, even like the house, the history behind the house that they're in, it it's kind of disappointing that more time was not spent to painting their uh, world. And it, it felt very rushed to me. Got you. And, and she I was just probably up more. against
0: pages, right? Like she was probably being told, you need to cut this down or you need to get to the story. Mm, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. That's,
1: my, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Got you. Um, but yeah. yeah. Would I recommend this book? Absolutely, because I'm, I'm curious to hear other people's thoughts mm. on it. Um, would I read it again? I would read Darwin's chapters again. Gotcha. I take that back. I would read the whole thing again because I need, I, I'm still trying to make sense of the St. Bernard family.
0: Yeah. So much
1: is happening. Yeah. And there wasn't enough time dedicated to fleshing it out.
0: I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And it's like, it's, and again, what I was saying, like comprehension-wise, like that this definitely seems like a book that you would need to read a few times to really pick up everything, maybe, and to appreciate certain things. Um and yeah, like I, I get that. As you know, like when I don't finish a book, I don't rate it. So no mm-hmm. rating for me. I will go I'll try at some point in the future to go back and try and 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 read it and you know, take my time with it. Um but, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I thought Darwin was cool um, and, like, his struggle that we saw very early on. And I was interested, though, like, what? Like when he would think about his mom or talk about his mom, he would just call her by her first name. And I was like, y'all allowed to call your mamas by your first name? Oh, well,
1: when he referenced his mom one time, he said... Uh... He was taking care of his queen. He called her his yes. queen. Yes,
0: um, when like, he oh was God. at the when he was at the employment office. No, no. When he meets Errol for the first time, mm-hmm. he asks him if he has a family, a wife, and children, and he says, "I just have my queen and my auntie." Because he's talking about Miss uh, Miss Eden, mm-hmm. and um, he says, I "Just my queen and my auntie." And I was like, mm, "That's very yeah, sweet."
1: I, re- ra- I swear to God, I fell in love with Darwin.
0: That like, was very sweet. And I just pictured Darwin because he's described as this tall, like this big giant guy, and um, how he ch- to appear less threatening. Like he talks about Miss Enid's directions to Margot's house and how great, how perfect they were. And he says, like you know, he makes sure to make eye contact. And they, he says hail, but I pictured that as a head nod, you know, the black people head nod to the yeah. to the men standing along the yeah. in front of one of the houses. And he says, you know, I do that because I know that people can be intimidated by me or threatened by me. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh. And he just seemed like a, a softy, like a big softy, so, Such a softy, Sweet and the, like, man in this giant
1: body. Yes. And there are flashbacks that go back to him being a little boy.
0: And like, I'm melting, like melting. He was bullied as a kid. I did. I remember there, they referenced that. And they talked about how he um, he got bullied because he was a Rasta and his hair and stuff and how he got beat up and how he came home and his mom took care of him. Mm-hmm. And his I was, mom took
1: care of him, but she also was just like instilling in him that you got to stand up for your
0: fucking self. Yeah, exactly. She was like, listen, I'm going to take care of you, but somebody hit you, you hit them back. Period. And he's just like such a sweet, gentle giant. I don't know. He just seemed like such a sweet. And like, honestly, I like was so sad when he had to cut his dreads because you know how like with that symbolize it for him and like i i just when he just you could see he just went in the bathroom like and this and it also was hurt it hurt you could tell it hurt him because he did it after his mom was pissed that he was going to go work in a cemetery with the dead and how upset she was and like he's already hurting but he knows that he needs to feed his mother and he knows that she can't keep sewing because her hands and like how he just like kind of like i just pictured him like like just cutting them off all haphazardly. And they even make reference to that. Like he's got patches on his head when he goes the first day and it's just like, oh, and like yeah. the image of like his dreads filling up the bags mm-hmm. as he cut them off. I was like, eh. so this, is the thing is like the book, like really like the imagery was very much there. And I did have a soft spot for Darwin. I just couldn't get through it right now, but I really do want to revisit the book and like come back and, do a read of it at some point. I just don't know when. Because uh, again, like R.M. Virtue said, he's a mood reader. And that really just stuck with me because I'm a mood reader too. And I was just not in the right, I don't think I was in the right headspace to, to get through that book. And the then the concentration that it would have taken me to get through that book.
1: Yeah. It needed a lot of concentration. Girl, it really a lot. Did. And a I lot. was on my
0: last two brain cells. <laughs> I, was I like, hear you. I was like, not this week. Also... um. <clears throat> I guess because we got we got time. OK, so I will be moderating Christina Forrest's book launch on Tuesday, June 7th um, at 7 p.m. at Inkwood Books in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Come through if you are in the Jersey area. Um Christina's gonna do like a short reading. We're gonna do a Q and A and take audience questions, and then there's gonna be a book signing. But definitely, if you're in the area, come through. I'd love to like meet people. We can chat. You can buy some books. You can buy Christina's book, Zyla and Kai. Um, I think it'll be a good time. So yeah, yeah. And we'll put the information
1: or the link to the bookstore um, in the show notes too, so they can have direct access to it. Okay, Kelly. I think we're done talking about this one. We'll have to come back to it when you have gone. I
0: know. I feel bad. (laughs) I feel bad that this is like, I mean, this is going to be a short episode. um, And I had nothing else to add, but we'll, we'll, we're not going to hold on to me cuz I play games <laughs> and mess around and won't read this shit for 5 years but like ew, I'll come back at some point <laughs> yeah if y'all
1: have listened uh, listen to it if y'all have listened to it or read it um let us know what you thought of it um and uh, yeah somebody cuz
0: i need to know like Let me know if you read this book. Was it hard for you to read, too? Or was I just stuck? It was hard.
1: There is no doubt about it. It was hard. It's like a hard read. Like,
0: I feel like I should have had a warning in front of it. Like, listen. I would have loved to have had a warning. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye.
1: Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the Books We Should Have Read podcast. And don't forget to leave suggestions for books you would like for us to check out in future collections. This podcast is a Books We Should Have Read production with sound engineering and editing by About Right Media. The dope-ass track you hear in the intro and outro is called Lavender Mint and is produced by Time Makes Beats. And our transitional music is called It's a Vibe, and is produced by Donovan Glover and Mefta. Their Instagram pages are linked in the show notes. Follow Books We Should Have Read on Instagram at Books We Should Have Read to stay up to date with BWSR happenings. Follow Ashley at Bashweiser and Kelly B at Kelly Likes to Read on Instagram. If you liked what you heard and want to support this Black woman owned and operated movement financially, there is an anchor link in the show notes where you can do just that. Any and everything is welcomed and appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, bye y'all.